join us today to talk about suffering through the holidays. We hope everyone had a Merry Christmas or whatever you call this day. I don't know what the politically correct term is. It's now. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, we know that the holidays can be pretty tough for people. It's actually pretty normal for there to be holiday blues and for family wounds to come up. And I know like even yesterday, it was Christmas Eve and me and Miguel worked through some of our own personal um, Christmas blues and it was really enlightening and uh, we just wanted to get on here and share some real messages of empowerment and ways to maneuver through the holidays. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, so I'm going to flex a little bit. I'm going to brag about the beautiful gift that my beautiful girlfriend gave me. She gave me this beautiful night meditations, which is a book. Uh, I love books, by the way. Books is one of my favorite gifts. I, I'm a big reader. Um so she gave me these books that go perfectly. It's divided into the seasons. It says we're in the winter and we're wrapping up the year. I wanted to share some of these that apply perfectly into what we do as alchemists, which is transmute and work through uh, the holiday blues so we can, uh, you know, make way for the new, exciting, thriving year. And we're also going to talk about how... Uh, how to set yourself up in a for great because we're wrapping up the year in less than a week you know it's exciting a week for now we're like done with 2022 so i want us to get started with the right intention so and how we basically also do resolutions in a, in a little different way anyway without much further ado we're, we're going to share some of the meditations that we have here so Sit, sit for a moment and, re and listen to this. I release all the stress from the day and allow calm to permeate my soul. As I breathe in, I bring peace and tranquility to the places that feel tense. As I exhale, I let go of the tension, stress, and frustration. I welcome quiet and surrender any noises in my mind. Rest is the state I am about to enter. Dreams and restoration will come to me in my sleep. I breathe in restorations and breathe out the rest of the day. This is a great way to get started with checking in with your body and just knowing what tension and pain you're feeling physically, energetically, and emotionally. And being present with yourself through being able to experience the emotions that are occurring and the thought and the mental state that you're in. And being able to go ahead and set the intention to release a lot of the stress and anxiety that you might be carrying around the holidays, whether it is the pain of a loved one not being with you this year, whether it's the pain of being compared to siblings or feeling like everyone really takes an interest suddenly in your life and has a lot of criticism, whether it's the pain of being single or not being in a healthy partnership or a fulfilling one, the pain of being separated from a loved one for the holidays, or just having family wounds of, you know, households that have been 
um, dealt with divorce or affairs or walking on eggshells, whatever it is, we want to start this podcast with just go ahead and noticing what is occurring inside of you and checking in with yourself for a moment and releasing some of that stress and tension through breathing. Correct. So another one that says a feeling of discontent can cast a shadow in the soul. Longing for something that we don't have fixes our minds elsewhere. In this in this stage, the shadows can permeate and settle. To counteract this mindset, practice gratitude. On the hardest days, it is important to find things to be grateful for. Before falling asleep, think of three things you're grateful for today. Continue to think about these things. Allow your final thought of the night to be gratitude. So we have been, uh, we're going to give a shout out to our fan, to this fantastic uh, YouTuber called uh, Abraham Hicks. It is a fantastic place where we have been learning a lot. One of the things that are so powerful is gratitude. Gratitude is one of the things that allows us to be put in the, uh, you can't be in the same depression if you're feeling gratitude. So if the second you start feeling depression, it is best to go into a place of gratitude because it allows you to receive and shift the mindset. The second you start, even if the little things, gosh, you know, I have four, let's say you have all your limbs. I have all my limbs. I have everything. It allows you to uh, get, you know, contradict the mind from feeling the blues and it starts actually counteracting the effect of the holiday blues. Then second, you start becoming a, putting yourself in the reality that would be better. Feeling, feeling gratitude towards the thing that you're about to get is one of the most powerful things that we have seen. Gratitude shifts the way, once you go to sleep, you start multiplying the blessings as they come. Yeah, sometimes, especially with like family, just like being able for just a moment to put all differences aside and the wounds in the past, being able to take a moment to practice gratitude for your family members and holding the space that every perception and version of reality is valid, um, even if they seem polar opposites. My mom's experience of raising me is just as valid as my experience of being her child. Same with my father and my siblings. So taking a moment to practice gratitude that you're alive, that you have a family, that um, the family's willing to come together, even despite like being able to basically meet people where they are for a moment and just taking stock of the gratitude especially if you're going to lean into the pain you want some type of balance or game plan because when part of healing is to lean into the pain of the wounds but at the same time you want to be supporting yourself through a deep level of self-care self-care rest self-love and practicing gratitude so that you're balancing this and you don't get stuck into too dark of a a hole um so practicing gratitude is a great way to balance um, at the same time, we are going to encourage you to go ahead and look at the pain because this is not about hiding the wound. Um, it's important to look into why the pain and discomfort is there because it's not by accident. There's a reason, whether it's something recent, something five years ago, 
Maybe you genuinely just don't understand why you feel disconnected around this time. And it's a chance to explore. Because for many of us, holiday blues comes from having disconnected at some point. Maybe you went through the spiritual awakening and you suddenly feel like your family can't relate to you and you can't relate to them and you feel alone. Or maybe you feel like you've been a disappointment and you've never been able to make your parents proud or you're dealing with some type of tragedy. We just want to encourage you for a moment that despite whatever it is, to be able to practice the gratitude and go ahead and look at this wound and have a conversation with it and feel it, but not getting stuck and attached to it. Correct, correct. This is a time of natural introspection, you know. The holiday blues, um, again, we could go on and uh, I could go conspiracy theory and whatnot, but I feel like these are designed for like, systematically designed for people to feel depressed. Like everything's closed down. Uh, you don't really, you can't really go out because everything's closed. It's just like uh, people are with their families because of the holiday, of the economic situation everywhere in the world. So you can't even travel without like running into this. So it's one of those places where you might as well either go introspective and find out why you're feeling like crap. Because you can't really escape it anyway due to, again, I could go on. But systematically, I think it's happening like that. Uh, some places are super cold right now. You can't even go into nature. So you might as well stay home. And, you, and take stock. Take stock of what sucks. Take stock of what sucks and write it down. The fact that you're putting it on paper and, and, and getting that paper so energetically dirty from how much heaviness is in your heart and putting it into paper, it allows you to like actually get it out of your soul and burn those letters and then take action with the appreciation and how taking stock of what you're grateful for. Even if it's the smallest thing. I was able to take a hot shower today. I got a roof. I got my four, I got my health. Or if you don't have your health, you still got something. You still got a chance to work on your health. Or or you got a, or, or or you're still alive. You could be sick, but you could still be alive. Uh or you could have a family member or maybe a friend or shoot, maybe that coworker just gave you a smile. Something. You have a pet that you're grateful for. I'm super grateful for my pets. I'm super grateful for my family. Or, or I'm super grateful for the fact that I can still go to work. Something. So that will allow you to start shifting into that. We wish, we're wishing you like the, the biggest massive success. Another thing that is... Uh, another thing that is heavy is like family dynamics. Some is because of the lack of family dynamics, which is kind of hard when you're alone completely. But like, uh, it, let's say, let's explore the ones that, let's say you got a family member that you still get to see. Well, you know what? The beginning start with the fact that I'm glad they're still alive. And the fact that you're, you two are in a room without a gun to your head. In, as adults, that means that there's at some level, some capacity... Yo, you guys are okay or can work it out somehow. So at that point, even if it maybe in another time, take time to like talk it out, air out things. It's not a time to hide your wounds. You can't hide them. It's a time to systematically bring them up to light. So one of the things that tends to happen is that families tend to avoid 
the healing talks that they need to have. And things typically get swept under the rug and there's like this unspoken pressures in the background of maybe resentments or unfinished business. One of the things that we want to encourage people to do is, um, you know, for a while there was a mainstream agenda or message to just cut off people who don't understand you and just cut off people who are, quote, toxic. But I've always kind of found that in some cases that's definitely necessary. And in other cases, that in itself could be toxic because you got to know the difference between something that's super unhealthy, get rid of it, and then when it's really a challenge of soul growth to learn how to heal it to the best of your ability. And part of that is being able to manage your expectations, being able to set time aside to actually talk to your family members about the truth of how you feel about that conversation that never happened five years ago that should have, um, the way something was handled. And you may not want to pull it on Christmas Day, but definitely considering maybe I need to set a time frame to actually speak and air out my feelings, even if it's going to get, quote, a little ugly, just so we can air this out and actually move forward so that you're setting yourself up for the next year to possibly have a better holiday um, and to try and work on connections. So one of the reasons why the connections when the family become so wounded is because people feel misunderstood or unable to express themselves and, and it not always landing in a way that other people are able to receive. So one of the things we encourage as alchemists is start to pay attention to patterns within the family. Like I know some families who end up always needing to fight at least one time on the holidays. And it's to the point where they don't even consciously even understand why it happens. It just happens. That's simply a pattern. What has occurred is that somewhere back in the day, there was legit things that occurred that created a certain chemical release and it created like a pattern of an addictive quality to it to where parent, like families have to replay that pattern every year for that chemical release in order to move on. That's simply a pattern. If you are somebody who's doing active shadow work and energy work and magic work, this is such a powerful time for you to break generational curses by recognizing these patterns and, and working on them, breaking them, seeing them before they come. Having a game plan. If you know that the holidays are always a certain type of way because of this or because of that, then you you don't have to be on autopilot as a bystander that's like, oh, it's typical, let me ride through it. This is such a powerful time to say, I'm going to do something different in the face of that um, and actually transmute some of this. Absolutely, absolutely. This is the time to take stock of some of that. And because it's... Uh... If you've been doing the work, if you've been following the Shadow Shaman for a while, sh shout out to us. <laughs> then you have find out you've probably been doing shadow work for a while. So some stuff stop com starts coming up on its own uh, momentum. Uh, let's say you have a, a certain beef or f fight with a certain family member. And later by later, it starts coming up towards the, the surface more and more and more. So we encourage you to like stop looking at the surface level and go back where some of that deep pain starts occurring. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it might be, remember there's always like uh, a component of why they're mad, it's right. And some of it, why you're mad is right. So it's a little bit of both. So that actually allows you to like take in, learn why that person is actually angry 
how that can allow you to grow. But at the same time, it allows you to go even deeper and pinpoint why certain things started happening to you. Maybe, and, and usually 99% of the time, it's something to do with change. Yeah, and you know, and it could even be that this is also a time for you to also take stock of your boundaries. Maybe you need to create newer boundaries with family or healthier boundaries with family. Maybe create healthier boundaries with your energy. This is such a chance for you to see what call of action is being asked of you. And if you get stuck in that place of suffering and you don't stop to ask yourself, what can I do though? Um, you might miss the opportunity for this great change. And yeah. one of the things I want to read to you, if you're dealing with hopelessness right now and extreme suffering, uh, maybe Christmas was terrible. Maybe you spent it alone. Maybe you just have hardcore depression. One of this motivation quote uh, quotes in this meditation book is, there is a plan for your life and nothing is a mistake. What comes next will be revealed in due time. Surrender to the unknown. It is not necessary to know everything at all times. Let go of any expectations and attachments to the outcome. The only thing that is important right now is this moment. So be present, breathe peace into the unknown, exhale all stress and anxiety, and don't resist the process, but trust the process. And one of the things that makes me think of is being able to release the attachments or outcome to how family events are going to go. Letting go of, you know what, you don't need... The approval of anybody we can learn to love our family members without putting that pressure on them and without becoming a victim to that pressure your timeline is uniquely your own it cannot fairly be compared to anybody's you can walk into a family event and know your truth and when you stand in that level of power and frequency of this is my truth and I know who I am you're able to create a healthy energetic boundary with family and invite a more rewarding experience. And so you might be someone who's like, well, maybe I don't actually know who I am and I don't have that confidence. Then this is such a great signpost to you that maybe that's something you need in order to create healthier dynamics with family because it's a two-way street. We don't have bad relationships because it's only one person's fault. Somehow we are co-creating this experience Absolutely, with people. Yeah. And we want to take the time to find that and understand that our lives are of value. And for whatever reason, our soul chose to be born into the family dynamics that it chose for a reason. Yeah. And if we don't come to learn this, then we can be a victim and feel like we failed in some capacity. But if we can look for the deeper soulful meaning and of what is being asked of us, it's such a powerful chance to grow. And whether this is... Um, a single thing it might be about becoming the right person not looking for the right partner but becoming the right person maybe somebody has passed away it's a time maybe to re-grieve and uh, do that healing process but know that there's still so much purpose to your journey yeah. and take the time to grieve and still practice that gratitude that you even had the chance an opportunity to love somebody that deeply because that's pretty yeah. beautiful actually Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's 10 out of 10. Um, I, I like to add a little bit to that. I, I was thinking about that, she said it. A lot of times, 
like uh, family tensions are literally a matter of unless it's like betrayal or hardcore chances are if you're be- some there's a hardcore betrayal and stuff you you are not on speaking terms but if y'all show up I'm assuming y'all show up and you're adults at some point that means like family dynamics are not that bad for you to like at least be in the same room right so assuming you guys are in the same room I, I'm willing to say that most of the problems come from the uh, feeling of not feeling safe in the same room and not feeling safe with the unknown. The unknown brings the, uh, it'll bring the tension because you don't know how, in what way it's going to go. If that aunt or uncle is going to say that thing that's going to if they're going to ask that question. <laughs> it's it's going to ask that question that's going to set shells. you off. If, or or you think you think that you know what you're thinking. You know, so uh, a lot of things is to be... If you're feeling unsafe, if you're not feeling safe, you're going to attract the worst... Experience. Experience, because how you feel on the inside is gonna how it's going to reflect... Uh, we we had a breakthrough recently. I told Leslie's like, listen, you. Uh, if you're gonna expect the worst and be worried about something, and it's like, and well, that is exactly what What's is gonna happen. Hurt? It's like there's just gonna be more chances. This the scientific terms are there. You're gonna find all the reasons to find that thing. That's the thing you're worried about. You're going to recreate those things. You're going to find them more often. Even unless the person is 10 out of 10 perfect, which guess what? We're not perfect. There's going to, that's is You're going to co-create that reality hardcore. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God. So example, what does he mean? Theory, real life sample. You walk in and say, oh my God, this event is going to suck because there's that one aunt that is just gonna say that criticize everything. Nitpick the the f out of me. It's just gonna ah, oh, it's just and I can I cannot be even be in the same room because she's gonna ask these questions that I'm not ready. Then sure say, enough, that's likely gonna be the oh that nine out of ten. Because you're of 10. like it, it, the reason why is because literally since it's an unhealed area, it's reflecting back as a mirror. You're mm-hmm. magnetizing it to you because it's literally your soul trying to wave you down and say, hey, we need to change this within yeah. so that your reality changes. So, okay, so here's the fun, here's the, here's the other fun part of it. So I said, uh, not feeling safe in the relationship to the unknown. <laughs> so you're not feeling safe and you don't know how it's go- she's going to like come out it's going to come out of left field right field it's going to like she's going to say something that you weren't even prepared so that unknown relationship to the unknown is going to be like waiting for the punch oh you don't know what she's going to say or how she's going to say it or when she's going to say it and that creates what tension which starts to create disconnecting from source, from your authentic truth, from... And amplifies the thing, the the fear that you have. Yeah. One of the powerful invitations here that you are being offered is, well, one, we get to know ourselves the most 
through our suffering. When yeah. I am at the bottom of the freaking bottom in the most painful place is where I get to know who Leslie actually is and what she needs. If you're suffering, there is something you're needing that needs adjusted. There's a change. There's a call to action. There's something being asked of you. And the more you ignore it and the more you just sink into despair without digging deeper into what it is, the longer you're prolonging this experience of change because you're not learning the lesson of what has to shift inside. So we have to start looking at, are we co-creating our suffering? Because you have the, the power to feel that suffering and feel it to the core and then say, okay, but I'm not going to get stuck here. I'm going to find my way to get through these trenches. Either I'm going to pray my way through it, which is a powerful manifestation. You're speaking things to existence. There's a, you know, I know a lot of people like have different views of the Bible, but there's a, there's this quote, um, that talks about, you know, praying your way through the trenches, like pray your way through the desert, through the storm. It's okay not to see the unknown. Um, but if, if, if you have no game plan, then it can be unbearable. So like one of the ways that helps me is like knowing that I can have a relationship with the power within me, with the power that created me. I call it divine grace, infinite light, but we don't have to suffer by ourselves. We can have a relationship of gratitude, of asking for support, of getting to the bare bottom of what is my cause of my suffering? What is being asked of me? What is the fear that I'm holding on to? What is keeping me scared of creating the change I need to do it, like need to make and pushing forward and being able to take stock of our family wounds and looking at how we can um, assist in creating a better future for the whole family. Yeah, yeah. Um. And put in ourselves, so, yeah, how are we putting ourselves uh, for the future of our families or for ourselves, how people are counting on us. Um, another thing is, like, uh, feeling safe, feeling safe in our, uh, within ourselves is the... Um, it's key. It's key. Acting as if everything, surrendering to that which created us. It's so key because it's like, hey, I can't even feel safe within myself. No, feel safe. Oh, that's the other thing. So a lot of times we don't feel safe because, oh, we need to feel safe if we have X, X Y, y and Z. Z. Oh, if I don't have a million dollars, I'm not going to feel safe. Oh, I don't feel safe. If, that if I don't have aunt, the support of so-and-so, I don't feel safe. If, I, if that aunt is going to be there... I, I, by the way, I don't have any beef with any aunts. That's just an example. A safe example. A safe example. <laughs> I, don't have, yeah, I love my aunts. I'm good with all of them. <laughs> 10 out of 10 people. Um, but if, let's say, you got that aunt or that uncle, that's just going to be a problem. It's like, oh, I can't feel safe if that person is there. No. You have to go with them. And then how do I feel safe despite that? Right. And feel safe anyway. And how can I keep my consciousness connected to the source of all that is? Uh-huh. So if you're connected to that, you're going to stay connected to... If you're feeling safe and calm and at peace, shoot that she might show up with two of those aunts and two of those uncles. And they could be 
at their worst behavior and you're going to be chilling. Yeah, learning to be able to protect your joy and protect your peace and under like you're going to have to figure out what that means for you because the way I protect my joy and peace looks different than Miguel's and different than Susan or Jocelyn. So you got to find like your way of doing that. And it's really hard once you're already depressed and suffering. It's so hard. Like I went through some depression while I was in Oklahoma. I was recently visiting family. I just moved to Florida and, um, I was visiting family and realized I've changed a lot and Oklahoma didn't feel like home anymore. My family feels like home. I love them, but I realized I felt kind of homeless like I've outgrown Oklahoma, but I haven't settled into Florida. I really miss my family a lot. I love them. And I kind of got into this mental place of suffering. And I suddenly did not know how to get out because I had no game plan. And look, when you are suffering half the time, you don't feel like doing anything healthy. You don't feel like doing the things that are going to help you. And so my advice to you is it's okay to like be with it for a little while, but then you've got to fight. You've got to have a spirit of fighting, work with the fire element, push yourself to climb back out of that hole. Don't stay there too long. Next year, be prepared. If you know that you're going to go through this every year, start doing this shadow work, start doing that pattern work, create that game plan so that when you are getting in that mental state, remember it is temporary. This mental state is capable of being temporary. I don't have to get lost in the trenches. And that was the biggest thing is I started panicking. And then Miguel was like, literally spent one evening with me after I flew back and it shifted for me. Just having a a trusted source to talk it through. And he was able to kind of bring me back to perspective because I was like gung-ho tunnel visioned. And one of the things that I realized about is that it, it can be a culture thing, a distance thing, and it's hard to know how to navigate that because there's there's actually no fighting. You're yeah. just suddenly feeling isolated in a weird way, and you, you want to, like, around holidays, we tend to do that because, well, one, a lot of times we don't communicate our love language to people. Like, sometimes our families love us so much, but because they don't understand our love language, they don't realize that they're not loving us in an action form that we reciprocate as love. And a lot of times we're not taking the time to understand the love language of our family. But sometimes it's not even about a family wound. It can be just the distance itself. And in that retrospect, it's important to remember um, that you have the power to stay connected to infinite love I'm like taking that time to just be mm-hmm. so thankful that you have people in your life that you've been able to love that hard oh yeah same 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 and um have closure so a lot of times we have unfinished business with a lot of these people um so let's say okay family dynamics you have just the people who have feel alone or feel crappy the holidays blues with people so that's the way what she said, uh, communicating the fact that, um, communicating uh, the fact they can work through things or how you can um, check your own in, inner self so you can overcome that situation, your own vibration. But the other part is, uh, let's say you have someone that you ghosted or not ghosted, but you're just strained and you don't talk anymore we don't talk anymore uh because of you know life problems whatever 
but you're feeling despite their absence despite it hurting you despite it not hurting you chances are you feel unfinished in those absences can also mean that you gotta I, I recommend writing a letter to um to to them if you can reach out send it to them and if you can't at least let it uh make a letter to uh get the soul in your, in, in your own privacy so you can like let it out of you mm-hmm. and then burn it and it, it's it's like rudimentary it probably won't tackle the whole thing but it you know it, it, it allows you to get rid of some of the surface heaviness so you can safely later start exploring the deeper root cause and this the, the thing is be open to like finding out why that might be the reason why if you've been doing enough shadow work you start realizing that uh, once you remove the surface reasons and then you start going deeper the answer might surprise you yeah the answer might be more surprising than you think and it's it, it takes first getting that initial I don't know uh, combing it a little bit so you can like see it clear and then going deeper into it like for example I have a family member that uh, I um, I had I held certain resentment towards and that's because um, it, it took me a while to understand that uh, they were because they did something during a time where I was not um, they and I, I was in duress, I was in stress, in a stressful situation, and because they acted badly during that time later, even if the relationship was peachy, I, I held some resentment, and I couldn't pinpoint it for the life of me, so after getting my initial anger and name-calling through which I, you know, went through, then I was able to say, oh, okay, this is why I felt so angry because they did this in this moment and the answer again it was surprising because i i never thought of it never thought of it It's like oh okay so that was the seed of the whole problem with why i had such crappy and, and this is a family member i i love like i consider them deeply love deeply love they're a 10 out of 10 person solid person it's just like you know they had a their own needs and their own way of doing things or life, the way life was, allowed me to um, just made it that happen. But, you know, the, the emotions can be a complex thing. Yeah. So it's, go, it's good to go back. And once you're able to pinpoint it and then work from that point, that's why uh, writing letters to yourself is like, ah, it's just cheap uh, shadow work. No, it's just a step, step number one. It's not step number 10 just to get those yayas out as she likes to say um you gotta think that you we i have a tip just this is a holiday tip if you need to diffuse a situation or you find that you are are getting caught up in an argument with a partner a parent a, a sibling a child a friend is that one of the greatest gifts that we can give to the other person is to listen so when things start getting heated up instead of being committed to being right and getting your point across, sometimes it helps to take a step back and actually just go ahead and put your defense down, consciously make this choice, and really listen to the other person. Because sometimes we're actually, there's times me and Miguel will start to bicker and we're not even on the same wavelength. 
I'm like over here interpreting Pluto. He's over here in Mars because we're not actually taking time to listen. He listens way better than I am able to. I'm really working on it. But sometimes we have to like make the conscious choice to actually listen to what the other person's saying so we can actually hear what it is more accurately. And sometimes through that act alone, you're more likely to come to a peaceful resolution because you have time to adequately respond in a way that allows you to bring your side of the story into it now that you fully understand theirs. So maybe sitting with someone and really taking the energy to listen with love and compassion and recognizing that as such a beautiful art and gift that you can offer them and being able to just remember a time where somebody truly listened to you and how it felt to be truly heard. So maybe opening your heart and extending this gift without interrupting that person. That's another thing I'm really working on is not interrupting people. And then from there, being able to work your side into stuff. And that right there can be one of the key ways to diffuse a holiday issue mm. is to go ahead and consciously take the step to sit back and listen to somebody. And I'll take it a step further. And I love that. Um, I saw someone in social media said, uh, it's like, he was telling a story how one of their friends uh, tells the same story, same joke every freaking time. And then he listens to it and he doesn't like, you know, uh, argues with it. He listens to it, reacts to it. And then he was like really appreciative for a moment. It's like, man, you know, I said this story like 20 times to you, but you're such a G for listening to it all, all over again. I know sometimes I'm like an old man and forget it. And he was really appreciative of him listening to it. And, then and acting came, like it's always the first time. And so acting like it's always the first time. And that was like, he was thinking about it. I was like, man, that clicked with me because he's like, um, what if you wanted to do the opposite? Like, man, you said the same, <laughs> same crap every single time. Man, I've heard it like a thousand times. It's enough. But you know how crappy you feel beyond the receiving and you feel disappointed. Like you don't even want to share anymore. Because, but if you were that person who took the time to listen to it, gosh, you heard it so many times. But it's like, hey, sometimes you say it with a different way. It's like listening to an old song you hear over and over. That's the same shit. It's like you like hear it and it's like, ah. But that means the world to the person who was in the receiving, uh, who, who was listened to. Being listened to is golden. And if you can give that, it's the best gift. Lastly, the thing that we wanted to talk to touch on is th this is the season of giving. Just gifts, you know, gifts are fantastic. Try to give gifts with intention, even if it's listening, like she said, because listening with love is one of the best gifts. Or just find something that you can, a thoughtful Meaningful gift is better gift. than an expensive gift. Yeah, 100%. Like, so make sure you're giving will put you in the frequency of, without attachments, without, just for loving, not for like, oh, I want you to love Just for, me. you know, the no. sake of making this world an easier place for us all to be in, doing our part. And just because you just want to giving. make the person feel good. Yeah. With no agenda, no it's attachments. freaking powerful. It's, it, it's so good. It's healing on its own, and it really invites us to work on our ability to receive 
and get in that flow that keeps life moving. If you if you say, well, but that's not truly selfish because you want to get something out of it. Well, maybe the, the selfish reason in this case is just you want to see a person react and be like, oh, that's fit. You want to... Like you're spread, hitting on the nail. You want to spread joy. Like, like you, you want to be able to spread joy. Like, yeah, like we're humans. Like if I give a gift to somebody and man, that hit on the nail. And it was like, true story. Once last Christmas, I gave my brother socks. Now, I don't know if you remember when I was, you were little and you got socks and you're like, ah, boo. My brother needed socks. <laughs> it was the, one of those things that he was running short of. And I noticed that and bought him socks. That was like $10. And he was like, man, that's the best gift ever. <laughs> because he was running low on that. So it was the thoughtfulness of it. So things like that. Be thoughtful, seasonal yeah, giving. Yeah, this is a chance to heal around giving. If you're bitter around giving or you're, you've been very selfish in, in a place of lack, and sometimes that comes from resentment, from feeling like people didn't appreciate us, this might be an invitation to heal around the giving spirit and heal around joy. If you're someone who struggles to feel joy and you're kind of more of the Grinch, um, I'm not knocking you because there's a reason that occurred. You shifted to be that way for a reason. It's an invitation to go back and heal around that and invite that childlike nature to come back into your your presence and your reality. And if you don't have anyone to give because let's say you're that lonely and I hope you're not, uh, give to charity. Find yeah, that, or like research a charity. The that guy gives. that's always super nice to you at your favorite drive-thru. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. Pe- like... People who who end up working holidays Oof. could really use a gift. Yeah. Because that's hard. They're missing out on their family. So you could always sh- find somebody in your life to show appreciation to. Give them a compliment. Buy them a coffee. Again, that's like two bucks or like mm-hmm. one dollar. You know, it, it, it goes a long way. If you want to give, you'll find a way. And you'll find someone to give to. And you can even give to, to nature. Yeah, and animals. nature. Exactly. Plant a seed. Uh, pick up garbage in like a place that you see you you can get creative you know yeah. uh, infinite life will provide and you it will provide with your capacity to give at the moment and it will multiply for you back but don't expect it just do it because it feels good because it yeah. will put you in a better place for you to receive and give and man you know and and if you're looking for uh, holidays ideas think of a uh, I don't know what they're into these days or what they're trying to accomplish or who they're trying to be. Books are always good if they're like the intellectual type or th- if they're good with their hands or health. Health is always yeah. a good gift. Like this, uh, we treated ourselves to uh, uh, putting these pads in, in, our, in our foot. To pull our out feet, toxins. To pull out toxins. And man, those things are great. <laughs> We um, have a fire meditation. It's completely free. It's going to be uh, Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I know that's kind of late, but we wanted to make sure that parents had a chance to put their kiddos to, to bed and uh, to wind down. We're going to do this fire meditation just to kind of close out the old year and set into intentions for the new one. Fire is a very important element to work with when yeah. it comes to healing being able to let go, cut ties with what we needed to cut ties with. And so it's going to be a really powerful meditation. And Miguel has a lot of experience with energy work. He's a really wonderful at it. So we're going to do some energy work, um, talk a little bit about crystal work, and do this meditation. We invite you to come. We're going to put the Zoom link in the um, bio. 
We also um, are currently taking clients. So if you want to work with us or train your psychic skills um, or do shadow work facilitation, we have that as well. Yeah, absolutely. If you're on the fence about it, we can give you like a 10-minute consultation because I get it, you know. Some, some of you are still new to it. You can still... And there's so many people out there that if you're wanting to be like, is this the real deal? We would gladly do a 10-minute uh, session with you just to basically. kind of see if we all vibe and show you what, what we do. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we're going to be... Uh, it's time to close out the year strong, guys. Uh, it's less than a week away. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm Spanish. We come from South American culture. We actually... Uh, take like a, a bunch of things that we didn't like of the that year and we would like put them in like a scarecrow and we would burn it because that was like literally a way to burn out the year so fire meditation is something Perfect. that you know aligns right up with that and with that we'll leave you let the yes love out. yourself where you're at right now be compassionate with yourself you're doing better than you think don't give up on yourself and remember that the, the blues are temporary Unless we let ourselves get too attached to it. So remind yourself at any given point, I can make a decision to go in a different direction to help my mental health. And so correct. And remember, it's uh, you are loved and valuable. And don't and, and put yourself in the feeling of being loved without condition. Don't put conditions to feeling fantastic for yourself. And then that'll bring more healing for you than anything else. And with that. We're Adios. Out.